Someone asked me, where did your sister go hunting? I said, Alaska. And they said, never mind, I'll ask her myself. <laughs> All right. Last week, we began a mini-series just for three weeks here in the month of December uh, on uh, body, soul, and spirit. Um, so we'll have this week, and then uh, next week, we'll be finishing up that mini-series. The week after that uh, will be uh, Christmas Eve, December 24th. So uh, Christmas Eve is landing on a Sunday uh, this year. So instead of having an evening Christmas Eve service, we're actually going to do morning services. So And uh, take note of the special times, but there will be a Christmas Eve uh, candlelight service for the whole family. So look forward to that. It's going to be a good time. But uh, I was provoked to do a series on this topic, um, the, the, the synergy of uh, body, soul, spirit, um, because many people uh, in the month of December, how many know that December and January, they're the, they're the days with the least amount of sunlight of the year, they're the coldest and darkest months of the year, and many people suffer um, for, for that reason and for different reasons. It's also a time um, where you know, we're getting out less, we're getting less exercise, and uh, people are eating worse, they're drinking more, um, and, and it's additionally a time for many people of added stress. And so uh, many people struggle uh, during those, those, uh, those two months. I know that last year, and I'll talk a, bit, a little bit about this last week, um, I had, you know, December was a tough month for me last year, and, and so I'm like, I'm going to preemptively go into these, these two months like ramped up and ready for, you know, all the different things that come at us during these seasons. But I wanted to um, do a series um, um, during this month just to help us um, steward our body, soul, and spirit. It says this in First Thessalonians 5.23, just speaking of how we are made. Uh, Paul says this, May God himself, the God of peace. How many know we're, we're celebrating peace today? And God is the God of peace. May the God of peace sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. We see in this portion of scripture that you and I are three-part beings, body, soul, and spirit. And God cares for the whole person. He doesn't just care about your spirit, although that is certainly important. He cares about your soul, your mind, will, and emotions, and he cares about your physical being. Last week, I talked about um, how that we need to steward and care for and tend to our physical bodies. And if you neglect any part of your being, your, your body, soul, or spirit, the whole person will suffer. We are created... Um, as three-part beings, because we are created in the likeness and image of God, who himself is a trinity. God is a triune being. Um, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. There's one God, right? We don't serve many gods, but God manifests in three separate persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. That's what the trinity is. But you and I are made in God's likeness and image, and he's made us as three-part beings as well. Um, but here's what's important to note. If you pull the rug out from one aspect of your being, the whole person will suffer. Every part of your, your being is interwoven and interconnected. If the soul suffers, your body and spirit are affected. If your body suffers, it affects your soul. If your spirit suffers, although your spirit in Jesus, how many know that when you place your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus, your spirit is perfected forever. 
and I could give scriptures to support this, and maybe we'll talk about this a little more next week. Your spirit is um, perfected forever, but how many know there's still the spirit realm that can affect our body and our soul? So every part is interconnected and interwoven. Okay, so look out for seasons where if your body's under attack or your soul's under attack or you're um, being spiritually attacked, look out for seasons but especially seasons where all three of those things are under attack. If you're ever going through something and you're, you're taking on all three of those fronts, like that is a time where you got to pay some extra um, care. I mentioned this verse last week, but just some examples of, of how we are, are being is interconnected. Proverbs 14.30 says this, A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. Notice a heart, a, a tranquil heart, a heart at shalom, that has the peace of God, actually releases life to the body. A soul at peace gives life to the body. But how many know if you're envious and you're, you know, you're, you're, there's so much toiling when, when you're envying someone. There's so much work that's happening in your soul. It says it rots the bones. It has an effect on your physical being. Proverbs 17.22 says this, A cheerful heart is good medicine. But a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Look at the connection between our soul and our bodies. It is well documented, obviously, that emotional stress can have a physical toll on your body. Many times people who have physical heart problems, it's because oftentimes uh, the emotional stress that they're under is amplifying um, other things that's going on in our lives. And the inverse is true. A cheerful heart. How many know when you're relaxed and you're cheerful? And, and uh, my, my wife and I love comedy. We love going to comedy, laughing, because you know what? We deal with a lot of hard things. <laughs> like, you know, uh, leading a church is like there's the good, the bad, and the ugly, and it just it comes all at once. And, but <laughs> we try to be intentional about joy. Like, this business of joy is a, uh, this is serious business right? It's the most serious business because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And if we lose our joy, how many know we're not going to have the spiritual strength that we all need? And so there's a connected, uh, it's all connected. I'll give you one more example of this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, it says that the person who is united with the Lord is, is one spirit, one in spirit with the Lord. In other words, the Holy Spirit mingles himself with our spirit. In other words, it's like, it's a bit of a mystery, but it's like, if you looked at your spirit, which I don't know how you do that, but let's say you could, with the right glass, put your glasses on, right? Um, where God's spirit ends and your spirit begins is like ambiguous because he's, he's co-mingled us together. So think about that. With that in mind, though, let's look at Romans chapter eight eleven. It says this, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Again, we see here the born-again spirit that's connected to God releasing life into our physical bodies. Come on, that's a good thing. So here we see the connectedness of our triune being. Think of it like this. I gave this illustration last week as well, but think of a triangle. A triangle is the strongest and most stable shape, okay? And this is why you see it um, with uh, um, 
engineers and people who design buildings and bridges and those different things, they're constantly using that shape because it is a strong and stable shape. But how many know if you weaken one of those sides? If see, say you cut through half of that triangle, you know, half of the, one of the legs there, or you completely remove it, how many know it's going to be significantly weakened and significantly damaged? And I just want to encourage you this December, ask the Lord, and is there an aspect of my being that I'm neglecting? Is there an aspect of my being that I need to give extra care or extra attention to? All right. So last week we talked about stewarding our physical bodies. If you missed that message, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to it. This week I want to talk about stewarding a healthy soul. Okay, again, our soul, our soul is made up just like we are made up of three parts. And then you break it down even more. Our soul is made up of three parts. Okay, so our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. Our mind being our intellect, knowledge, reason. Our will being our desires, our, our wants, our dreams. And our emotions being our feelings or our intuition. This is the part of you that is being renewed as we submit to the Lordship of Jesus in our lives. When you get saved, your spirit is saved, perfected forever for all of eternity. But how many know your soul, your mind, will, and emotions is being saved. It's being renewed, right, Um, in the image of Christ. And our bodies will be saved. So you are saved, you're being saved, and you will be saved, right? So, So which one are you? We are saved, we're being saved, and we will be saved. Our bodies will be saved, we're going to get an upgrade in heaven. Can I get a witness? Some of you are like, good, because I'm creaky. You know, you're, you need some, need some new uh, whatever it is you need new. I don't know. We're going to get some upgrades. But uh, in the interim, God still releases life into our mortal bodies. Okay. So each part of our being has needs. And I, I gave this, uh, put up this illustration or this diagram last week. Go ahead and put that up. And we talked about the body last week and that our physical being has specific needs. And I won't go through those. But this week, we're going we're gonna to hone in on the soul. What does our soul need? Our soul needs wisdom. It's a, it's a need. Um, we need to have a renewed mind. We have a need for education. Uh, we have a need for a positive self-image. When I say positive self-image, I'm just saying God's perspective of you. You know, Because someone might see that and be like, that seems like... You know, we're always positive and we could become arrogant. Well, no, listen, get God's perspective of you. That's the perspective you need. That's the positive self-image. Um, we need to process. Um, how do we need to process? A caveat here is process with God and process with godly people. Because if you process what's going on in your life with the wrong people or with the devil, you're probably going to get the wrong answers. Don't process with the devil. How's that sound? <laughs> Write that down. Tweet it out. Whatever. Don't process with the devil. But I think we do, because if we're processing in tandem with lies, you know, we're going to come up with wrong conclusions. Um, other soul needs. We need connection with people. This is God's made us to need connection with other humans. Uh, we need a sense of self-expression. We need affirmation. We need emotional expression. That's a skill, by the way, that's learned. It's not intuitive. We're not born with the ability to express emotion. And I said this last week as well, that emotions are important, but they shouldn't be driving the vehicle, right? We don't ignore emotions, but we don't put them in charge either. Amen? Okay. And then we also, uh, 
need to have dreams and goals. The minute someone stops dreaming or stops having goals, I think is the minute someone starts dying. And then we also need, as a, as a need of our soul, a strong moral compass. You and I need a true north. Amen? None, none of this moral relativism. Like, there is a right and wrong, and we need that true north. Additionally, one thing our soul needs is healing. Because how many know we live in a fallen world? You may have noticed not everything is perfect as it maybe was created to be, right? About 6,000 years ago, something went awry. Sin entered into the world. And with that came sin, death, destruction, trauma, all of it, right? So you and I... We need to be healed along the way because we experience trauma, disappointment, things um, all the time, right? So in this sermon, I could go many different directions with this list I just gave of things that our soul needs. But this morning, when I talk about soul care, I want to go into a very specific direction, which I have never dedicated an entire message to, but I felt like it was important to cover this. Today, I want to talk about how to identify and break ungodly soul ties. Ungodly soul connections. Okay, so that's the title of our message, Breaking Ungodly Soul Ties. Now, what is a soul tie? What is a soul tie? Um, It is a a deep connection, strong connection, uh, with uh, with another person or persons, okay? And I want to start by saying this. Some soul ties are good, They're both good and godly. Many times God leads us into relationships that he's called us to be in, and we are supposed to have a strong, connected relationship with certain people on a a heart level. Okay, so let me give you a couple examples. Example number one, probably the best example I could give of of a good soul tie that God encourages and ordains is marriage. The covenant of marriage. In the covenant of marriage, you are supposed to be, ideally, <laughs> deeply connected to the person you are married to. If you're not, you're disconnected, that's a problem, right? Jesus said in Matthew chapter 19, verses 5 and 6, he's quoting Genesis 2. He said this, at the beginning, the creator made them male and female. And he said, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God, watch this, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Okay, marriage is not simply two people who agree to live under the same roof. That's not what marriage is. It isn't just two committed people. Marriage um, isn't just um, involve a legal contract like it. It isn't a legal contract. It involves a legal contract, but we understand that marriage is much, much more. Marriage is a covenantal union. It is a, it is a miracle of spiritual union between two individuals that God has brought together. The, the, the Bible says a threefold cord is not easily broken. Marriage isn't just two people who, like, we agree to do this. It's Two people with God at the center interwoven into the relationship. It's a miracle of spiritual union. It's a a joining, but not only spiritual, obviously physical. And there is a soul union involved in marriage. That's one very good example 
of a soul tie that God has ordained and called some to. Another example of uh, a, a positive soul tie that God oftentimes calls us into is close, intimate, godly friendships. There perhaps are people in your life where God is like, you know, we have a circle of friends, but then there are some times where God will bring someone very near, very close for his purposes, for your plan, purpose, and destiny uh, for, for your life. I'm talking about non-sexual covenant friendships, okay? These are soul ties that are non-marital, but they're God-ordained. These are deep, purpose-driven relationships. Their purpose is to encourage and strengthen believers to continue to step towards their God-given destiny. Let me ask you a question. You got anyone in your life like that? It would be good if you did. A good um, example of this, biblical example of this, is King David and Jonathan in the Bible. It says this in 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 1. After David had finished speaking with Saul, the souls of Jonathan and David were knit together, and Jonathan loved him as himself. Notice their souls were knit together. That is a soul tie. That is a godly connection, a godly soul tie that God was ordaining. Here again, we see intimate, non-sexual relationship. And I have to say that because some people have inferred that there was something more going on there, which is absolute baloney. Everyone say baloney. Balagna, right? Okay. They were deep, close friends, um, but it was not physical in that sense. Okay, in this case, this is a godly, purpose-driven soul tie. In fact, we see that it's, it's such a uh, deep connection between these two that years later, after uh, Jonathan... Uh, let me fix this real quick. Years later, uh, Jonathan died. David's kingdom was firmly established, and David's kind of sitting around, and he says this in 2 Samuel 9.1. David asked, is there anyone still left of the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? This is after his beloved friend had, had, had died, had passed away. And he says, is there anyone still living of Saul's house who I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? So that's a deep God-honoring connection that they had. And many times God will bring into your life a friend who brings the best out of you. And that's probably a good way to describe it. Okay. They bring the best out of you. They push you and propel you towards your destiny. Amen. It says this in Proverbs eighteen twenty four: the man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Okay. So there are both godly soul connections, deep human connections um, that are good. With that, I want to give some examples of ungodly soul ties that need severing. And some of us are in a season of our life where we need to sever some connections with people that are no longer serving God's purposes for your life. They're holding you back. They're encumbering your presence. I want to give some examples of this today. Now, before I do that, I want to say this. I'm not a proponent of... Um, going into our past and digging up all of our old skeletons and examining them and say, do I have a soul tie with you? And do I, have a, do I still have a soul tie there? Um, I'm not a proponent of that because I'll just say this. If you go into your past and start thinking about all your history, um, there's a never-ending supply of condemnation there from the devil, okay? How many know if we, just spent our, if we just spent time in our past digging through our old stuff, unending supply of 
fear, condemnation, guilt, and shame from the devil. So I'm not a proponent of digging up the past for the past sake, but I am saying this. If in your present, you still feel encumbered, you still feel um, like you need to get free from some stuff, and, and, and today particularly I'm talking about connections with people that are holding you back, then we want to address that today. And so don't go back and just dig everyone up. But if it's still affecting you today and still holding you back, um, that's what I want to highlight today. And maybe the Holy Spirit, even as I'm saying this, is highlighting a relationship that you know you need to have severed. Okay. So, and if you're here and, and you, don't, you don't have anyone in that category, it's good for you to hear this message because how many know you interact with people and we minister to one another. And it just might be the case that you have a friend or someone, someone you know that has a soul tie that also needs connected, and you can help walk them into freedom as well. Okay, so again, immediately, when someone places their faith and trust in Jesus, many times, immediately, all that old junk from their past falls off, like it's just broken immediately. But if it's still encumbering you today, I want to I wanna talk to you. Okay, and I say that because I actually, as of recently, um, actually, it was, it was Thanksgiving, um, I woke up and we didn't, we weren't really doing anything with our family that day. Um, extended family. It was just our family and it was a great Thanksgiving, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> if you're part of my family and you're watching, I love you. <laughs> but let me tell you why it was such a good day. I love my family, but this is public, right? Okay. Let me tell you what, I woke up that day and I said, I want to go hiking. Does anyone want to go with me? And my immediate family, my wife and kids are like, no, we don't want to go. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go. Are you guys cool if I go? And they're like, yeah, go hiking. So um, yeah, even better. No, there's, I actually do enjoy being around people, um, but it's a different day. Like if I hike with the family, it's we're hiking and it's a little slower, but if I'm by myself, I get to go as fast as I want. So, so anyway. It's just a different day. But anyway, I go hiking. They stayed home. They did Christmas decorations and they made food. So then I got to come home and enjoy, you know, food. And then we watched a good movie. So it was a good day. So, and no family drama. Okay. So, but anyway, um, but I, I guess I did have some time for some reflection and I'm by myself and just thinking about things. And something happened is I was thinking about some, some loss of relationships that I have had. And um, there's... Uh, certain relationships where I was giving a lot of mental energy towards thinking about these relationships. And I was like, God, what is going on? Like, I shouldn't be focusing this much on certain relationships that have shifted for different reasons. You know, what's, what's going on here? I'm spending a lot of mental energy on this. I felt like the Lord said to me, you have some soul ties you need to break. There are some connections with the blood of Jesus, you just need to cut those things off and they need to be done. How many know that some, sometimes relationships will serve you for a season, but not every relationship is a forever relationship. And even if they're deep, close, intimate relationships, sometimes those just end for different reasons. And, um, but you, again, if that didn't end perfectly, you know, you could still be in the, the minutia of this and that. And he said, she said, and all that different stuff. Okay. So, but I felt like the Lord said, for the sake of your freedom, you just need to cut those things off and move forward. So I say that, like, if I have to do that as a pastor, I thought probably there are people within the congregation who also need to do this. And so that's why I want to talk about this. Okay, let me give you some examples. And again, these were like non-sexual relationships. They were just deep, close 
friendship relationships that the season had ended. And so let me give you um, some examples from the Bible of ungodly soul ties. Example number one, King Solomon. <clears throat> King Solomon had some ungodly soul connections to a lot of women, <laughs> a whole lot of women. Okay. King Solomon started off, talk about being set up for success. King Solomon started off, um, he prays, you know, give, given this kingdom, he asks for wisdom. God gives him wisdom and he has everything. Like he does so good. He starts off well, but King Solomon did not end well. And here's why. It says this in 1 Kings chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. King Solomon, however, loved many foreign women besides Pharaoh's daughter, Moabites, Amorites, uh, Edomites, uh, Scythians, and Hittites. Lots of ites going on here. They were from nations about which the Lord had told the Israelites, you must not intermarry with them because they will surely turn your hearts after their gods. Nevertheless, Solomon, watch this, held fast to them in love. He had 700 wives of royal birth and 300 concubines, and his wives led him astray. As Solomon grew old, his wives turned his heart after other gods, and his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord his God as the heart of, his, of David his father had been. Solomon started off wonderful. Started off, as the Bible says, like the wisest, aside from Jesus, the wisest man who has ever walked the face of the earth. He started off amazing, yet because of these soul connections with these women, he was able to be deceived and did not finish his race as well as he had begun. It's irrational that the wisest person who has ever lived, aside from Jesus, would be deceived by these foreign idols, these foreign gods. What would possibly be so appealing Having witnessed the, 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 the hand of God on your life so much. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the hand of God on Solomon so much that later on in his life, he, he goes after and enti is enticed by these other things. Listen, the only explanation for this is that his mind was messed up because he was encumbered and tied down with these soul ties of these foreign women. This is why the Lord instructed these Israelites, don't intermarry with these other tribes because you're gonna, their junk and their soul is going to get mixed up with you and it's going to deceive you. That's a good uh, word for someone right there. This is why you don't want to be in covenant relationship with just anybody. The Bible actually says not to be yoked with unbelievers. We're supposed to be interacting with the world. We're supposed to be reaching the world, but we're not supposed to be yoked on a heart level with people who don't know Jesus. Solomon started out awesome, but he did not finish well. Another good example of this would be Samson and Delilah. Samson, the hand of the Lord on this man. Amazing. Can you, I, 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 when I look at Samson, I think God used him, but I wonder, like, that couldn't have been God's perfect plan for Samson, right? He was bogged down and encumbered with this infatuation with a foreign woman and his heart was mixed up with her and it caused all kinds of problems for Samson's life. Listen, be careful who you have deep, intimate, close relationships with. I want to give you seven signs here that you might have an unhealthy soul tie. Okay, so here they are. Number one, I'll probably say these too fast for you to write down, so you might have to go back and 
um, get these later if you want. But number one, you are in a physical, emotional, or spiritual abusive relationship, but you feel so attracted to them that you refuse to cut off the connection and set boundaries with them. Number two, you have left a relationship maybe long ago, but you think about the other person obsessively. You can't get them out of your mind. If that's you, you might be in a, uh, have an unhealthy soul tie still, even though that relationship ended long ago. Number three, whenever you do anything, make a decision, have a conversation with someone, etc., you feel like this person is with you or watching you. Like, I've got to make this decision because they're here, they're watching. Okay, that's a sign that maybe there's a soul connection there that needs to be broken. Okay, by the way, this can even be the case if that person has passed away and, and, and that person is dead. Sometimes people are living for people who aren't even on this planet anymore. Okay, but how many know Jesus can heal us from that? Number four, when you have sex with someone else, hopefully your husband or wife, You can hardly keep yourself from visualizing the person you have an ungodly soul tie with. This is one of the reasons why if you're you're moving in, moving towards marriage, you want to make sure you've cutting off all those old connections with people, okay? You don't want to have that. Number five, you take on the negative traits of the person that your soul is tied to and carry their offenses whether or not you actually agree with them, okay? Taking on someone's negative traits... A good example of a negative soul tie is when people get together and the thing that they have in common is the person that they hate or the person that offended them. And oftentimes, I've, I've seen this happen before, and, and if I'm being quite honest, this has even happened to me before, where you're friends with, with someone and you're both hurt by the same person. You're both offended the same person. And then all of a sudden it's like, ooh, them and there. And then, then the conversation mostly just becomes bashing and how bad that other person is. Listen, even good relationships and good soul ties can become toxic over time within the context of something like that. This is why we have to be careful not to gossip. Right? Come on, this is like the acceptable sin in the church. Like we talk about gluttony, drunkenness, sexual immorality, but like gossip's kind of like, yeah, it's okay a little bit. Listen, it's demonic. It's demonic. Gossip is demonic. Stop it. If you're not part of the problem, or if, you, if you're not part of the solution, then it's probably not your business, right? Okay. If you're not part of the problem or the solution, it's probably not your business. Okay, so this, sometimes people find themselves in unholy alliances with other people because of offense and those different kind of things. And so, but, but if you're taking on the offenses of someone else, that's not wise. Number six, you defend your right to stay in a relationship with the person, even though it negatively affects or even destroys important relationships in your life, like with your husband, wife, kids, leaders, etc. Number seven, last one, you have simultaneous experiences and or moods as the person your soul is tied to. This can even include sickness, accidents, addictions, or, or spiritual oppression. Okay, If that, if any of those seven categories describe a relationship that you have, you may have an ungodly soul tie that needs to be severed. Okay, Those are ungodly soul ties. They hold us back from God's best for us. So question becomes, how do we break these things off? I just want to tell you this morning, it is not complicated. It's not complicated to break them off. It says in the book of Revelation that the saints there, they overcame by the blood of the lamb 
and the word of their testimony. They overcame by the word. They overcame by the shed blood of Jesus. And we're going to just pray this morning that if any of you here have a soul connection that needs severed, we're going to pray and we're going to break that thing in Jesus' name. Amen. I mentioned myself just kind of renouncing and breaking um, some soul ties that I felt like the Lord was highlighting to me recently. And I prayed a prayer similar to this. I'm going to just walk you through a prayer. And I prayed a prayer similar to this as I was uh, renouncing these things. And so I'm going to just, we'll put this on the screens and you will insert the name of the person. In fact, let's have everyone stand to your feet this morning. And perhaps it is the case that as I've been sharing this morning that the Holy Spirit has highlighted a relationship that just needs to be broken off. And by the way, the other person maybe doesn't have to be aware of it. Maybe they're free and you're the one that's needing to just break things off. Seriously. In fact, I just feel in my heart right now, there might be people here, you have a soul connection with someone you've never met. And I don't even know how that's possible. Maybe it's an infatuation with like a celebrity or something like that. Does that make sense? You, you haven't even met them, but there's an infatuation there. You have a soul connection with someone maybe you've never even met. Listen, it's holding you back and it's unhealthy and God wants to break that today. And so here's a prayer that you can pray. Again, you insert the person's name in, uh, in this and uh, you could do something like this. In the name and authority of Jesus, I confess that I have formed ungodly soul ties with the name of the person. I renounce this tie and break off all soul ties between But for whatever reason, the Lord's saying, this is an unhealthy thing and he wants to cut off. How many know your best year is ahead if you will cut these things off? Amen? Come on. I just want to mention this too. Again, many times when people come to Jesus, immediately a lot of this stuff just falls off. Sometimes all of it falls off. Other times you have to be a little more intentional and be like, oh, okay, there's a thing here. God, I just break that in Jesus' name. Okay, it can be that simple. I, however, I want to say this. If you still find yourself stuck and you still can't get out of this, I want to just point you to a resource. You know, lately as a church, we've been talking about the gates of Nehemiah and those gates representing um, ministries that we want to have open here at the church. And one of them is the uh, refuse gate, the trash gate, the dung gate, if you will. What is that? Healing from your yesterday so that you can have hope for tomorrow. And if you need additional help, you want someone to help walk with you to break things like this off. If you go to our website, citylights.church, 
There is a uh, the ministries tab. If you highlight that, it'll drop down to the prayer tab. If you click on that to the prayer page, you can scroll down to two things, two resources I want to point you to is Soaking Prayer and Sozo Freedom Steps. Soaking Prayer is a time you sign up for it. There's a, a couple people that will take an hour and they'll pray over you. And if this is an issue going on, they will minister to you over that. But there's, you can get, you can have soaking prayer for anything, you know, anything you need prayer for. Or if you want to get a Sozo, go to Sozo Freedom Steps and uh, make an appointment to have a session of, I don't know, the best way to describe it is it's uh, inner healing ministry, but it's, it's basically a facilitated encounter with Jesus. People to help you facilitate an encounter with Jesus and they get God's perspective for the situation that you're going through. So those are two additional resources I just want to highlight to you. I like to highlight these a couple times a year just for anyone here at the church. So amen. All right, I'm going to pray and then we'll have Pastor Adam close. Father, we love you. I thank you, Lord, for everyone in this place, Lord God. I thank you that you desire that we would have freedom. Oh my gosh. The Holy Spirit just told me the, the ungodly connection that someone has is with like an OnlyFans kind of thing. Like this person doesn't even know you, but you're, you're connected like... So listen, guys, whatever you're messing with online, it's not a good thing. And so, God, we just break that in Jesus' name. We just confess that right now in Jesus' name, and we release that in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for freedom, freedom for this individual that we're talking about, but freedom for all of us, Lord. We love you. We thank you, God, you're good. God, we thank you. Love us so much. You're amazing, God. Thank you for freedom. God, anything else, God, just minister right now, Lord. We ask you, Holy Spirit. God, our bodies are supposed to be living sacrifices set apart for the Lord. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. God is living in you. He wants you to be wholly sanctified. And so, God, we love you. We thank you for today. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. All right. God bless you guys. Have an awesome week.